When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Dave, when I brought up this topic, you thought I was kidding. It, uh, I sure did. It was, it was, you know, came by surprise for you, and uh, we definitely want to disclose some things before we get into this topic. You clicked on this. Well, it's ep- a massive topic. It is. You clicked on this episode because we're doing the top five acting scenes of all time. Um, but uh, that's a lot of pressure. On yeah, me. there's been you know it's, it's over a hundred years worth of movies, and how many scenes worth of movies? I don't know, zillions, literally yes. zillions with a Z. Um, yeah. But uh, so this makes me think automatically that every all of our great listeners, great movie fans, are going to come up with better, far better lists than us. Oh, a hundred percent. We're going to get. Oh man, we're gonna get reamed for this episode. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. So, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I, act. I think acting is the biggest uh, part that affects me in movies. Is just the performances given. I know that's not a hot take or anything, but you know, it's just I don't know. Just certain acting scenes. I forget what I was watching that made me want to do this topic. I want to say it was. There will. I saw a clip of "There Will Be Blood." I think on uh, on Instagram or something, and I was just like, "This sounds like a spoiler alert." Shut the hell up! Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's just uh, yeah, acting is is you know obviously it's a huge part of, of cinema because you're looking at actors on the scene the whole on the screen the whole time. But um, but yeah, acting I, is certainly integral to movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I understand how it's a huge thing, so I do want to disclose that this is my top five as of this moment, and and, and I got to say, it's not necessarily ordered, just because it's like, uh, it's, you know, how do you order it, you know? I'm kind of the same way. This is my top five as of this recording hour. Right. And there's, <laughs> I'm sure there's so many scenes out there that I didn't... You know that are just slipping my mind at the moment yeah. that aren't standing out right now. And you know what I love more than the ones that we overlook and don't pick are the ones that we haven't seen. Yes, me too. Those are the ones that where someone points out and you're like, you need to see this movie because this actor does this right. thing, and then you watch it and you're like, whoa, that's amazing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it it, uh, it th- this one should be interesting because again, there's. <laughs> How many, you know, zillions of movies? How many uh, gazillion scenes are there? Um, but yeah, so many of them are powerful. Many of them are very moving. Many of them have made us cry. But they might not make this list tonight, right? And uh, I don't know how you picked yours. I mean, I, I went with kind of just a single actor. Some of them are kind of you know between two actors, but. Uh, uh, I'm calling it more like maybe most memorable. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'm thinking about it. Definitely. Yeah, I, 
No, same here. I mean, that's that's. Uh, I mean, especially at this moment. I mean, these are just the ones that stick in my mind that I was able right, to. Yes, you tomorrow. Of. I got another list. Yes, exactly. So, just want to make full disclosure. You know, if you if you reach out to us on Twitter, sorry if we didn't come up with your scene. Maybe we just weren't thinking of it today. So those are all of our disclaimers, so you don't get mad at us. <laughs> that's that's all we're worried about at this point. <laughs> uh, what can anger. we do for you? Uh, yeah. I want you to start off this list. Great. I'll start number five. Is Joe Pesci in Goodfellas? I'm funny. How? Do I amuse you? <laughs> uh, a clown? Yeah, talk about memorable. Yeah, I mean, that's that's huge. That's that's. That's on my side list, so yeah, that's a great, great choice. I'm glad you have it on there because, again, I, I almost almost had it in my top five, but yeah, it's so memorable, such an iconic scene. Ben, this is little Joe Pesci who scares the fucking life out of me. I could yeah. not be more scared. Of, <laughs> honestly, outside of a horror movie, I don't know if I'm more afraid of a human being than Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. Right. The guy can kill you in an instant for nothing. For nothing. Just for a, a funny little insult. You know, know, why don't you go tell your mother and then he'll shoot you in the face, you know, or shoot you in the oh, chest as he does God. to Chris from The Sopranos. <laughs> um, yeah, no, great choice, man. Yeah, just so, like, you feel the tension in that scene, too. It's a great uh, directed scene and... The, the way Ray Liotta plays off of him too is just like you. You feel like Ray Liotta in that moment. You're just like you're. You're funny, you know. Just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to respond. I'm just fucking with you, dude. Please don't shoot me. Like, I don't know how to say this in a way where you won't shoot me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Joe. Oh man, Joe Pesci's the man. And and yeah, just who like, else could pull that off? Definitely. And I mean, have you ever seen a scene in a movie where someone does that? No, no, I don't know, or at least to that extent. Right, know? yeah. There's just fucking with the character just because. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's great, too. Just It's just like, is Joe Pesci have that in him? Every scene I see from, see from actors, even if it's like so malicious, you got to think, if it's believable, like, you got to think they have that in them. <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah. how, how else could you perform that? You know, this is uh, an interesting point because it leads me to back to our Game of Thrones discussion. Sorry, is Amelia Clark, and you watch in a you watch in interviews of this woman, and she seems like the nicest person who has ever lived. Yes, and maybe it's too far of a stretch for her to be the Mad Queen. As a human being, she maybe doesn't have that darkness in her, at least at you know in that kind of murderous level. And maybe I think you're right, Ben. Where there it ha- acting, there has to be some sort of truth in it. And if you can't find that truth inside yourself to portray that, then you can't be authentic. And maybe that's sort of the problem that I have with with Daenerys is the acting and that not not it's Amelia Clark's fault, but she's just maybe too sweet. <laughs> no, it's a good point. I love that. I mean, it seems like a theme of our podcast is be truthful. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, you know, one of our first episodes was midnight in Paris. And that's what, uh, Ernest Hemingway said to Owen Wilson's character is, you know, the story has to be true. And, yes. uh, yeah, I think that's what these actors are, are, are faced with. I mean, they, they have to, you know, show that, uh, that vulnerability, not vulnerability, but that, uh, I don't know, just open up that... Whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, it's just... Uh, you, you have to be truthful in order for something to be convincing. And if you're convincing at being sadistic, 
I think you're you may be have have a little uh you know you might be a little sadistic yourself so right if if you ha- I guess maybe another way to say this is if you have sort of some of those qualities inside yourself it's easier to portray but if you don't it makes it much 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 harder right yes and maybe Joe Pesci is a you know secret psychopath <laughs> that's true <laughs> well I even uh, it's funny because. Uh, <laughs> We do this thing at work where we just put on like uh, a thing on Fridays. Usually it's Bob Ross, the you know the painting show. You know, cause yeah, it's, it's got to be Ross. work friendly. And then uh, you know, today we were like, what else can we put on that's because uh, it was like starting to repeat the episodes. What else can we put on that's wholesome? Um, and it was Mister um, Rogers. So we put on Mister Rogers, <laughs> just you know, just being silly and stuff. And then what well, one of on? the one of the songs on Mister Rogers was, "I'm a good person." But I have bad thoughts too, you know. I can I can think bad things, you know. I just because I want to bang my sister. <laughs> well, I mean, Dave. I mean, not not that bad. But but it got, even Mister Rogers knows that even good people can have bad thoughts. I'm sorry that for such the lead up to that, you know, point I was making, but. Like, where is this going? Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, banging your sister is uh, not where I was going. But uh, you know, do what you got to do. Uh, you want to give? Is that so? That's your number five. I love that it. Is all uh, I've Joe got Pesci. To say, please I love it. take it from me. Uh, my number five uh, was another something that was on your list back um, when we did movies we should have seen, and this was on yours. So you haven't seen this, but I'm still going to bring it up. It was, it's uh, a scene from On the Waterfront. It's uh, with Marlon Brando. Uh, I should know the actor's name, uh, but uh, he's 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 side by side with his brother in the movie. Uh, it's the could uh, could have been a contender scene um, in the taxi. I mean, uh, Marlon Brando just plays this effortlessly. Um, his brother's you know basically picking him up. You know, his brother's in the mob. Uh, Marlon Brando was not in the mob. He was a boxer, and uh, this is where they have you know kind of a you know uh, this is a last straw for them both. Uh, I, again, I don't want to give too much away, Dave. I know you haven't seen this, so <laughs> yeah, don't spoil, yeah, man. What the hell? I know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just the the tenderness uh, uh, Marlon Brando has in the scene. At one point, his brother pulls a gun out. And the tenderness Marlon Brando shows in the scene is just, you know, he like just touches his brother's hand and like kind of slowly puts the gun away. Um, and then obviously the famous line of, you know, I could have had class. I could have been somebody could have been a contender. Um, just watching the scene on its own, like you don't even have to watch the movie to appreciate, you know, this acting or even understand what's going on in the movie. But uh, yeah, just the, 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 it's just pr- First of all, the the writing of the scene is amazing, but uh, but yeah, there's the way that Marlon Brando delivers everything. You know, not even the could have been a contender part. You know, I mean that's the the famous part, obviously. You know, uh, but yeah, just the the whole scene leading up to him saying that, you know, his brother should have been there for him. His brother should have been looking out for him. And it's just that you see it in Marlon Brando's eyes and you see it, you know, in his brother's eyes. Once Marlon Brando tells him that, you know, it's just this this connection they both have. It's just an amazing scene in cinema. 
And uh, yeah, it's just uh, one that's always stood out to me. And obviously it's brought up in Raging Bull uh, with Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro repeats these lines at the end of the movie. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a nice callback to that. So, uh, yeah, on the waterfront could have been a contender scene. Excellent. I wish I had more to add because I haven't seen this movie. But uh, that's excellent. I I, uh, I need to see old Brando stuff. Uh, everything that you've said and all that your your description just a second ago sounds amazing, and it just yeah. makes me feel like God. What is my problem? I need to go see this. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it, it it holds up today. Even yeah. I mean, I, I'd love to do an episode just on that movie. So, so Dave, could you please just just do it? Just, just see like it, man. go watch the movie, you idiot. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's my of, number five on the waterfront. Marlon. Yeah, Marino. maybe I should go check that out instead of watching old Star Trek movies, or maybe not. Yes, no. please. Uh, okay. but <laughs> the Picard trailer just came out. I'm sure you're excited oh, for that. Cannot wait. I just freaking love Star Trek. <laughs> uh, all right, so are we going to my number four? Yes, sir. My number four is Robert De Niro. And Christopher Walken at the end of the Deer Hunter where... <sighs> Robert De Niro tracks down Christopher Walken in Vietnam and he's playing Russian roulette. Mao. Mao. And he freaking blows his brains out. I mean, cry, cry, cry again. Blow my brains out yeah. after watching that. Uh, this is maybe, the to me, maybe the most devastating moment in all of cinema. Yeah, I mean, especially because Robert De Niro's there to, to try to save christopher walken i mean walken is just destroyed by this war and what they went through before he goes across the world to save his friend and yeah. can't like and ugh. just like when he's you know when when uh you know ha ah, that that silent you know that moment when robert de niro says like the trees you know is that what he says like, the trees i think yeah it's like remember he's trying to just trying to like jar him out of that whatever crazy state christopher walken is is in and he cannot do it yeah, can't and get then, him out well, of yeah, it. And then Christopher Walken even smiles back at him and says the trees, and then pulls the trigger, and that's the one that has the, had the bullet in it. And it's just Ugh. like that moment. Robert De Niro's acting just like you know, like holding his head like with the blood gushing out. He's just like, no, no, like oh my god, just tears me apart every time. Just Ugh. horrible. I, I don't think, I don't think I can go back to that movie. I, to be honest. Yeah, it's tough, man. Uh, we might as well say it now. My number two is actually the Russian roulette scene prior, just because Robert De Niro in that scene is just amazing. You know, oh. when he's like, three bullets, three. And he's like, you know. With the thing around his head, which, yeah. is, the, which is the poster of the movie. Right, yeah. yeah. The thing around his head and just like, uh, it's just, uh, uh, you know, when he's like screaming right before he's about to pull the trigger. And he's just like, ah, and, you know, just yeah. fires it and it's like it's blank. And then he like, throws it back oh that is just oh my god what a movie yeah i mean that's more like a moment in a movie you know that's more iconic but the, even the acting oh, both, though i mean yeah. it's just i mean robert de niro in that scene is just oh so well, how about, great how about this if you want to cry and you know you're looking to feel like a piece of garbage and you know maybe feel suicidal go watch the deer <laughs> hunter <laughs> yeah I don't know what else to say uh, about this movie. I mean, the, the acting is great, yeah. and the story is, I don't even, it's just so well, goddamn just, sad. It's, yeah, it's, it's sad. I mean, it's broken in three parts, before war, during war, after war. Um, it tells the story of these guys in Pennsylvania working in, what, a steel mill town? Yep, yep. These Polish guys, and they're... 
experience just trying to live and yep. most of them fail. Yep. And some Horrible. yeah, you just gotta look at the trees sometimes, man. Oh yeah, that that final scene, man. Yeah, that's that's that mocking it's not real, right? That that's that's a false patriotism there. That that's a mocking, right? W- of what? Uh, God bless America. Uh, at the at end. The end? Oh, yeah. oh my God! I don't. I don't know, man. Um, or is it do you just think to... it, it was? It was, I. I didn't. I feel like it's mocking. Like it's... we're just we're saying what we need to say because this is all just shit and it yeah. it's destroying us. Right, yeah, God bless America, but look look what's happening. Yeah, I think it was yeah, this is definitely an anti Vietnam movie and like yeah. like are you kidding me? Like we're gonna say God bless America <laughs> when we're going into a war we don't need to go into and you yeah. know. Um yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's it's such a powerful movie, but yeah, like you said, it's just like how can you have the strength to watch it? You know, it's just like once you see it, it's like Oh, let's flip on the deer hunter. Yeah, let's let's let's. <laughs> <laughs> How about some casual, yeah. uh, you know, Thursday yeah. night entertainment? The only, re- I mean, I, yeah, I mean, the only reason I would put it on is like to show someone else. You know, like if I was like, if they were like wanting to watch a really good movie, I'd say let's let's watch this. I mean, no, the only reason I put it on is someone I didn't like, and I'm like, you, you know, you're happy in your <laughs> life, and. You know they don't know, but I'm like, you, you didn't really need to watch this, yeah. and then, you know, to, to torture them. <laughs> yeah, the, at what first I'm like, oh, this is a nice wedding scene. Oh, this is really <laughs> nice. Thank you for showing me this. And yeah. then it's like, voavoom. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I showed my worst enemy. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Oh, good. Well, so that was your number two. Uh, y- or the not that one, but. In that movie, oh, uh, how about yeah, that that was yeah, that was my number two. The yeah, the the Russian roulette scene, the, okay. the first Russian roulette scene in that movie, yeah, God. and uh, that scene when you know it's uh, Fredo, uh, Michael, oh, shit, um, Mike, it's Fredo from Godfather, uh, uh John, not John Savage, uh, oh, I know who you're talking shoot. about, shoot, um, uh, uh, yeah, John Cazell, uh, was the guy that played him. Um, yeah, he, in all, f- I think, four or five movies of his were Best Picture nominees, two he Godfathers. He died in 1978, the age of yeah. 42. Bone cancer. Uh, John Cazale, but yeah, that scene when they go hunting after the war and the, like, uh, you know, De Niro's, like, mad at him for bringing a loaded gun and he's, like, gonna shoot him in the head and plays Russian, Russian roulette with him in a way, you know, he's yes. just like, oh, man, what a tense scene. Um, what a hell of an actor that guy was! No, oh, he really was. Yeah, he he went way too soon. But uh, <sighs> yeah, good good stuff there. I'm glad we both had Deer Hunter there. So uh, two different scenes, but I mean, essentially the same movie. You know, <laughs> you know, it's the same same thing. So uh, that's why I had to bring up my number two as well. So uh, so that was your number four. Uh, my, yeah, my number four. I I just I can never. Um, this is kind of when I started really understanding film and understanding and getting into movies. And it was at, in 2009 in Glorious Bastards, the opening scene with Christoph Waltz, Hans Landa, <laughs> uh, just the uh, just Christoph Waltz, man. Like, how can you be this charming? Yeah. And then I am terrified once I realize that you're the Jew <laughs> hunter. And then you see the Jews under the floor and you're being all sweet. And, you know, it's just like, it seems like bureaucracy at this point. How old was this person? Oh, okay. Oh, I have 23. Oh, no, they're 22. Oh, okay. Um, uh, How old? You know, just like normal stuff. And then like just his facial expressions just like moving from like 
you know, when he says like, you know, he starts like accusing the guy. He's like, you're hiding in enemies of the state, aren't you? It's just like, how can you go from this charming guy to this terrifying guy? But at the same time, later in the movie, I still find you charming. And, <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah, it's just it's you couldn't amazing. you couldn't have found a more perfect actor for this 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 role. And uh, it's so funny because it's one of the things we said is he doesn't seem to really have that really doesn't stand out unless he's in a. Tarantino movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, I've seen him in, obviously in Django Unchained, which is another Tarantino movie. I saw him in Horrible Bosses <laughs> Two, um, uh, which was, and, and Django Unchained sort of. I, want, I don't want to call it the same character, but similar, no, similar yeah. disposition. No, he was definitely similar. Yeah, yeah, um, and fantastic in this movie. And, and doesn't seem like he's going to be in Once a Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. No, no. would have been nice. Oh yeah, I would love that. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see if there's any acting nominees for that movie because uh, that trailer just came out. Uh, another trailer just came out for that, and yeah. I think Leo could get another nomination for this. Just seeing what I'm seeing so far, but uh, yeah, I called him Leo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just that's what the girls in Titanic called. Yeah, I, lo- yeah, I love I Leo. S- I still call him that. So. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, just this this scene. I mean, it's the opening scene. It sets the tone for the whole movie, and just Christoph Waltz just kills it. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, just I just love his facial expression change because he's just like, "May I have a glass of your delicious milk?" Yeah, and just like slowly changes into this terrifying person. And yeah, just uh, he knew the whole time. Yeah, no, he definitely knew. I mean, that's that's why he was there. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. Seriously, he just, maybe he just wanted to sit, try the milk he, to see how good yeah, it was. He a hundred percent knew, and he just is a sadistic asshole. And you know, just Ugh. wanted to toy with this guy. You're, you wanted him to admit to it. You're holding enemies of the state, aren't you? Even the guy who played the uh, the milk farmer or whatever, uh, he was great in this scene too. So, yeah, yeah uh, that's my number four. Great composition of a scene. My number three. You, wait, 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 wait. Your number. Oh, whoa. Uh, well, five was Joe Pesci. Oh, sorry. And Funny how. Uh, number four was Deer Hunter De Niro, and my number three. Yes, you may do it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, my number three is one that you'll appreciate. is Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men in the coin toss. I am so glad you had this scene. This was in my honorable mentions. Um, I picked an, this. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is great choice. Tension. Go on. Tension. Tension. <laughs> tension. And, you know, it, it really is a coin toss of what's going to happen. He's sort of, from what I remember, he's sort of kind of, not berating the guy, but interrogating him. He's like, how'd you get this store? And he's like, oh, so you're married into it. You know, all this stuff, just making the guy feel small and uncomfortable and just weird. He flips that coin, leaves it on the counter, and then makes him... He doesn't even know what he's picking for. And he's like, something along the lines of, you know, the most... Imp- what do I get if I win? Or something like that. He's like... You know, it's the greatest thing of all, or something along those lines, which basically means, you know, your life. Right. <laughs> and, God, if I can't think of a more tense scene in cinema, this is just, you know, wouldn't be far behind. Oh, definitely, yeah. Javier, Javier Bardem just plays this perfectly, yeah. I mean, he's just like, <laughs> I love that little choke he gives even, like, when he finds out he married into this uh, family. Right, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you married into this? It's so this, great, right? yeah. It's not like... I don't know, some amazing five-star restaurant. Yeah, it's it, like a side of a nowhere gas station. Right. 
and, and I love it too because uh, Javier Bardem's like, uh, you know, uh, creeping the guy out, and the guy's like, "Well, uh, it's about time we get closing." And he says, uh, "What time do you close?" He says, "Now." He's like, "Now's not a time." It just like builds up that tension, man. It's just yeah. yeah, great, great scene, man. It's just so. Like you said, you know, before, you know, just bringing up memorable scenes, and this is 100% one of them. It's just, good God. Like, uh, <laughs> like, because, I mean, you see this guy just kill people left and right up until this point in the movie. And Yeah, and I don't know if I'm really confident that he's going to, like, obey the coin, right? Yeah. Like, he's just not going to kill him anyway. Yeah. I mean, it seems like, yeah, for, for people who, you know are definitely in the way of his money. He kills them no matter what, but like people who are just like there, he's like, Oh, let me just flip a coin for them. You know? Yeah. It's just like, geez. strange code yeah. of morality there. Right. Yeah. Another uh, great scene in the uh, great, uh, almost made my list too. Well, not almost made my list, but is another one to mention is just the end with Tommy Lee Jones explaining his dream. I love that scene too in that movie. It's just oh, such yeah. a great, great, uh, great delivery from Tommy Lee Jones there. But yeah, this this toy cost scene is, he's yeah, he's like, don't just put it in your pocket, otherwise it'll just be a <laughs> coin, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that you know, this is your lucky coin. So yeah, great. Uh, yeah, you call. don't just do that one in the till. Like that's yeah, that's yeah. the one that gave you life. Yeah, really interesting. Well, sort of, you know, the way chance works out you know i mean he could have just shot him with no problem yeah definitely i mean similar yeah, to still, how uh yeah. josh brolin ended up with that money it was chance <laughs> you know he oh, bad chance yeah bad chance his his coin his coin flipped the wrong way yep. so and he ended Absolutely. up dead for it so yeah oh, love that movie love that scene yep. sticks out in my mind yeah good stuff uh, my number three uh, is from another classic movie from the 70s. Uh, it's uh, from Godfather Part 2. It's actually, I want to say it's, uh, um, you know, not a scene that uh, would stick out to many people, but for me it does. Um, it's the one where it's Michael and Fredo talking in that like little sunroom um and it's about fredo basically saying like i was stepped over like you know you were supposed to look out for me and it's basically when michael says like you're nothing to me now you're yeah. you know you're you're not a brother you're not a friend he tells him how you know when when you want to see our mother i want to two two days in advance so i won't be there another john Cazali. yeah jo- yeah exactly it's uh <laughs> It's uh yeah just such a that that just that scene just epitomizes the the Godfather for me for some reason just uh I I just I've never been I I just feel so sucked into that scene. Well, it really informs the character's motivations, right? Right. You sort of see why Fredo is who he yeah, is. Yeah. Why he you know betrayed his family, quote unquote. Right. You know. I mean, it's uh, the decisions he makes. He never felt like he got any kind of yeah. Like, as you you know as you just said. I mean, that recognition that 
respect. Yeah, he's like, know, I'm he, smart. You know, I'm not like what everyone thinks. Like, dumb. I'm I'm smart, and I deserve respect. You know, just the way John Gazelle, Gazelli, whatever. <laughs> I wish I knew his name properly. Uh, <laughs> just the way he delivers those lines, you feel for Fredo in those moments, and then well, when, respect is the thing. I mean, going back to yeah. Godfather One, where. You know, with the whole scene in in the beginning where the Godfather's sitting in his office and people are coming to him and there's that, what is it, that one guy that's, Christ, I need to see this again. But the one, <laughs> the guy who's asking the favor and he's like, well, you weren't my friend now and now you're asking me for a yeah, favor Yeah, like now. now you want to murder me for to murder for right, money. Right, yeah. right, right, yeah. And it wasn't about the, the request. It was about the lack of you calling me a friend now. Well, I could have been your friend before. Of course, of course, you know what, being a friend means yeah yeah definitely <laughs> not, i mean maybe it, not be good for you <laughs> that's what i love about the first godfather is you know that uh you know marlon brando is the godfather never had to show any violence but yet we still were kind of scared of him and still feared him and yeah you know and but we knew he commanded that respect and yeah, Something, that's and that's what uh, John Cazale in the scene is. Uh, Fredo is is expressing in this is just you know, yeah, like, like I'm the old, I'm older than you, and I got stepped over. You know, it's, it's sort of like his last stand as a yeah. character. Yeah, right, right. He's like pleading for something, and God, don't they show? Oh man, Godfather Part Two. Uh, don't they show with Vito and and. Little Fredo, he was sickly. He had that cough. Yep, yep. It sort of like informs the whole character. Yeah. He was always a suffering child. Yeah, it's so he had sad. Problems, and he was never. He just wasn't right. Yeah, from the beginning. And Al Pacino, Al Pacino plays that scene so chillingly too. You know, he's just like, "You're not a brother. You're not a friend." And then he goes to the bodyguard guy. He says, I don't want anything to happen to him while my mother's alive. Well, then his, like the next scene, his mother dies. And then, yeah, he <laughs> just... Uh, go fishing. Yeah, just going to go fishing. And he tells Michael's son like how he catches them. Says, like, you know, 10 Hail Marys. That's how I catch fish. And uh, and then, yeah, just like when they shoot Fredo out in the boat, you just see Michael, like, bow down his head. Like, you know, I essentially had to do it. But it's just like, man... Yeah, that that's where you see like where Michael is just like you know he's he'll even if you're blood like I'm still gonna kill you if you cross me you know I mean yeah. that's that's where you get that sense so um, yeah cinematically though Godfather wise this is my personal opinion but the real Godfather will always be Brando oh yeah hundred percent I mean the movie to me is I think actually go ahead uh, no go ahead well the, just the two movies. Always for me, are centered on Vito, whether it be portrayed by Marlon Brando or Robert De Niro. That it is my central draw to the story. It's not Michael, definitely. It, it may be different for you, but no, no, I, I can I can definitely see that because I mean, even at the the end of Godfather Two, it was a flashback to Vito's birthday, you know, and and that's when yeah, Michael that's right. Michael told them he was going to go fighting the war you know going against the family you know it's a way to show just how far he's come from that you know yeah um and uh marlon brando was actually supposed to show up for that scene and he didn't so they had to like really? rewrite the whole scene yeah what a diva i know he seriously was even for apocalypse now he was supposed to come up he was supposed to show up all lean and like There's trim and he and shows up yeah fat and bald like <laughs> it looks like a buddha statue <laughs> <laughs> exactly 
Um, yeah, Marlon Brando. I mean, ugh. He, he, great actor, but seems like a dick of a guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, not my problem, though. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he gave me great, uh, great uh, viewing pleasure. So, well, you know, you hear these stories about problems on set, uh, on set, but you know, it's not my problem on set. It's so. true. <laughs> you still made the movie, and I got to watch it, so <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Um, uh, so we're up to me, my number two, I believe. Yes, sir. Uh, my number two is uh, the late Heath Ledger, the interrogation scene, The Dark Knight. Oh, yes. Uh, my, my short list was actually the how I got these scars scene in The Dark Knight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I mean, anything Heath Ledger in this movie is great. So yeah, go ahead. Well, I just love how we've we got Gary Oldman here, you know, talking to him a little bit, and he... And, and that's a great scene. Two great actors going at it. And then he leaves, and what is this, sort of a good cop, bad cop? And the lights go out, and it's freaking Batman in the room the whole time. Yeah. You know, this is like, as an audience, I think, I don't know if it's just me feeling it, but whoa. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Like, what? And then he slams his head on the, yeah. on the table. And then more than that, you know, is... This physical confrontation is this emotional battle or this, you know, psychological battle going on. Heath Ledger's little quips, laughs, giggles, affectations on his voice. I mean, that's going on throughout any substance. But the substance being delivered is, hey, you're a freak too, Batman. Yeah. Just as well as they're going to condemn me, they're going to condemn you. You know, for who you are. Yeah, and then he even says, like, I'm not crazy. I'm just ahead of the curb, you know? <laughs> it, it's, like, it's like, you you kind of, I mean, it's it's a it's a villain you you understand in yeah. a way. You, like, you, yeah. you get it, but at the same time, as Alfred says in the movie, some men just want to watch the world burn. There's no right. reason to them, you know? And, you know, you get that, too. I mean, and even when Batman's, like, beating him, he realizes, as Joker says, like, there's nothing you can threaten me with. Like, right. Either way, I win in this, you know? And it's just the way Heath Ledger delivers that. Like, there's, I, I'm not even going to try to do it justice, but yeah, just yeah. the way he delivers the, I mean, there's nothing you can threaten me with. I mean, think of that. I mean, this interaction is packed full of amazing dialogue, perspective. You see a villain. Yeah. A crazy over the top Which is villain. always about the mind, not yeah. strength. You know, it's always about, you know, the, he even says, like, there's nothing you can do with all your strength. It's psychological right. villainy come to life, come to you, come into your brain. It's in front of you, confronting yeah. you. You cannot avoid it. That's not the end of it. You're a freak like me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then the one where he's like, kill kill you i don't want to kill you i don't have a purpose unless right, you're yeah. alive i don't want to kill you batman this is a game you complete playing. me as yeah, he says. jesus christ <laughs> uh, this is like uh, it's it's amazing it's like uh, this is yeah. the, this interrogation scene is the gift that keeps on giving it really it, is it delivers. Yeah, there's, there's uh, so much the, to it. I mean, yeah. even the death of of Rachel Dawes. You know, he tells <laughs> Batman where she is. He you says, "Gotta choose." He says, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, if you don't choose, you know, uh, where they might be could be one place or several places, depending on the time." You know, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, just, oh man, I can't believe he. You know, 
I wish we were able to look forward to more of his work now, you know? I know. Because when yeah. he got cast, like, I, I feel bad now. It sounds just, stupid. Yeah, like, I'm less like, Heath Ledger is the Joker. Are you kidding well, me? It's and, like me saying, well, just to get on this, yeah. Robert Pattinson as the Batman. Right, yeah. I mean, that's that's what I actually... Maybe he's going to be good. Yeah. I, 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 um, uh, I, I texted uh, Brandon. Uh, uh, I said, you know, what's... Uh, you know what he thought, and I and I told him, remember, uh, Heath Ledger is Joker. That's all I gotta say. Like when he was cast, yeah. like we were we were crazy, and that that it's unfair to Robert Pattinson, I think, in a way, just because it's like people just remember, oh, Twilight. Like it's like he's actually like he's had a good filmography since then. There's this movie that came out 2017 called Good Time. It's a very small indie film. Uh, he's like a he's a criminal i think you should check it out i think you would like it and i think yeah. you would be able to see his range there um okay. definitely check that out but uh but yeah no i i mean it, it, when you hear robert, robert pattinson as batman you're like eh. but anywho uh, i understand and I rant. completely understand your point you don't know if there is talent there to do something that you're not expecting and you know with the right director the right script the right actor the right situation it can be magic and we saw magic here right. i mean absolute your psychological villainy this is like you know this should be a, a you know a class taught by ryan terry here right i mean <laughs> yeah, this is definitely. This is as good as it gets for for screenwriting and and depiction on film. And now I just trust Christopher Nolan with anything. So you know, oh, I <laughs> like even when he cast in. Harry Styles in uh, in Dunkirk, it's like mm, I, I trust it, and I oh, still do. You know, uh, yes, and Dunkirk was fantastic. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just. I think I maybe like Dunkirk more than all the world. But yeah, uh, and it's actually, also go ahead. No, well, Tenet sounds quite great too and actually es- isn't robert pattinson in that i think he is <laughs> yeah, and there's a so. few here but it's like espionage movies yeah. spanning multiple continents i'm like okay i'm in just do it yeah like, just, i cannot just do wait it already <laughs> like lay it on my brain right. i can't wait like inject it into me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm definitely excited for that uh, but so yeah, great choice. Yeah, I mean he. I mean yeah, I partly kept it off my list because I was hoping you would have it on yours. But yeah, hey. good good stuff. Mine was the yeah how how I got these scars scene um, for Dark Knight. Um, great stuff. The well, first you one. I mean there are yeah. a million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, million I mean, great mo- moments. Yeah. Uh, and then my number two again was the Russian roulette scene from Deer Hunter. We already did that. So uh, excellent. What's your number one? My number one, I'm going Robert De Niro again, and no surprise to you, is the closing scene in Raging Bull. Never heard of it. Was <laughs> <laughs> well, starring Al Pacino. Uh, Al Pacino. <laughs> in the end of this, uh, Jake LaMotta gets dragged into this holding cell for. I mean, just you guys have to see Raging Bull and have to listen to our actually our first episode. Our first episode. You and I. It is my favorite movie of all time. Would I consider the best movie ever made? And uh, also consider the best acting performance ever. So, hello. Uh, but my favorite, the, the, the best moment, I think, is this end scene where Jake LaMotta has hit absolute rock bottom. He's going to jail for serving underage girls. He goes from a prize fighter to some horrible nightclub owner, stand-up comedian awfulness. And he's put into the cell... And he is just facing the reality of his lifetime of decisions. 
and just starts losing it. He's headbanging the wall, punching it until he breaks his hand, screaming, I'm not an animal, crying. And this just breaks me as much as I feel like this character is breaking. Oh, yeah, it's so great. I mean, yeah, it's just, you, you just feel it. I mean, it's... And even, like, it's like, is he really punching a concrete wall there? Like, he's banging his <laughs> head happening? against it, and you just feel for the character. I mean, you you understand he has to pay for his sins and then pay for his, you know, his just whatever he's done in life. And just this right. is the rock bottom he's hit. And, uh, yeah, just Robert De Niro just totally committing to... You know this character and this 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 story, and it's just I'm crying with him. Yeah, definitely. I'm grieving with him. I'm devastated. I don't want him to be in this position, and I feel sad. Yeah, <laughs> it's like should we feel sad? But yeah, I mean, it's it's. I know it's <laughs> it, yeah. Right, I know. Maybe we should keep a distance. Right, but we yeah. Can't help it. Yeah. Definitely. He had, there's, you're drawn in. We should be like, you idiot. You should feel sorry. Look what you did to your life. Right, and yeah. We can't. We're we're there along for the ride the whole movie. It's, it's sim- so compelling. Similar to how Joe Pishy's character, his brother, probably felt about him, you know, at that time. Just like, you did this to yourself, you know? Yes, yes I'm sorry, absolutely. but like, you, you know, <laughs> you have done this, you know? And it's uh, it's it's sad, but uh, yeah, it's 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 rough, man. Yeah, it's um, great choice, man. Uh, Robert De Niro just, I, I, I it, it, it makes me. <laughs> you made two out of the five spots. It, it makes me excited you, again. You know, just you talking about that, it makes me excited again for Irishman. You know, it, <sighs> I, I really. I know. I'm worried at the same time. Like yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to hate it and find it corny, but. I mean, Scorsese still has it in him, so I don't think he would release something that's you know cheesy and corny. So maybe maybe he can prod De Niro. You know, we talk about God looking back at we talk about this for directors, especially George Lucas, possibly Francis Ford Coppola. Well, just maybe as artists in general. Now I'm thinking about it, Steven Spielberg. Maybe you peak. Yeah, and you can never get back whatever that magic is, and it's not a knock. Believe me. I'm not criticizing in in that sense, yeah. But just you know, reality. Maybe De Niro doesn't have it anymore. Maybe he I know. maybe he punched it all out. <laughs> yeah, in, in the scene in 1980. Bo- <laughs> yeah, maybe he did. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, we got I mean, some great performances. He, uh, honestly, I mean, he last time he was nominated was for, for Silver Linings Playbook, which was well deserved. I mean, he was great in that role. So I think he does still have it in him. I mean, just well, that, that was a, a mo- 2012, right? Yeah, 2012, 2013. Was he nominated like for? Uh, oh, sorry, but well, I don't. Not that you know all this, but was he nominated for? I'm trying to think more recently. Casino. Goodfellas. No, um, the last thing he was nominated for before Silver Linings Playbook, I believe, was Cape Fear, which was 91. Okay, well, yeah. that was a worthy nomination. But oh, definitely. Yeah. So. But, Go ahead. Yeah, all right. No, no, I don't have anything. <laughs> I mean, I was, I, I'm just thinking, Silver Linings Playbook was a good performance, but I don't know that was... 
Maybe I'm just wrong on that. Yeah, I I, stand out. I mean, this is a a movie I hold in high regard. Yeah, but he's in the movie for like 15 minutes. No, I know, but that 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 one scene when he's talking to his son, like, I just want you to watch the game with me. You know, he actually has real tears in his eyes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, he's an Eagles fan. Yeah, he sure is. (laughs) I need he needs Bradley Cooper's good juju. (laughs) Um, So yeah, uh, yeah. I no, I I've watched that movie a lot. And uh, yeah, he he deserves the the nomination. Okay, so you, <laughs> is that one you want to maybe put on a short list? For yes, movies we classic movies. Yes, well, is it is it a classic? Yet? No, it's not a classic yet, but okay. I would love to discuss it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence thoughts. I mean, she way. she was great in that movie. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I enjoyed the first couple Hunger Games movies. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, don't a, give me that look. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, there, it's looking. I think she was good in American I, American Hustle is a movie I need to watch again. But uh, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, I'm still not sure I quite understand what happened to that. Movie. I don't either. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably why I need we're to watch put it. On, we're gonna put on disguises as Eric Sheiks and Ben. What? I don't know what <laughs> happened. Robert De Niro's in that too as like something, yes, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a weird one. But I, I, I definitely want to check that one out again. I liked what I saw that I can remember. Was, <laughs> uh, anyway, my uh, my number one, Raging my, Bull. yeah, my number one was uh, Robert De Niro and Raging Bull. All right, uh, my number one uh, may surprise you a little bit. Again, I, the, I ordered this, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's my number one scene of all time. I don't know. Anywho, it's uh, Daniel Day Lewis and There Will Be Blood. It's the uh, uh, I abandoned my child scene. Oh, um, not the milkshake yes. scene. The milkshake scene is a whole <laughs> yes. another scene and it's great as well. Basically, any scene in this movie, but the abandoned oh. my child scene. You know, the priest is. You know. Yes, Daniel Day Lewis is trying to get something out of the priest. You know, he wants the his his it's uh, the baptism, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, um, he he wants the priest uh, uh, good good grace. You know, he wants you know that. But at the same time, you know, he 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 starts to feel something in the scene. You know, the priest like basically makes him confess to abandoning ban- abandoning his son. And yeah, that's Paul when, Dano pretty much humiliates him yep. in this scene, right? And you uh, have to confess. Yep. And uh, he keeps saying like, "I abandoned my son," and then Daniel Day Lewis is like, "I abandoned my, I abandoned my child." Like he's just like trying to go through the motions of it. Like, yes, I abandoned my child. I'm just doing this to appease you. Yeah. And then he fi- Paul Dano finally breaks Daniel Day Lewis, and then Daniel Day Lewis starts shouting. I abandoned my child. I abandoned my child. And then the last, like, little gasp, I abandoned my boy. You know, that little gasp he gives when he says boy is just, like, the (laughs) creme de la creme of acting. You know, it's just, like, you feel everything he's feeling when he's shouting right there. I mean, that's just... Daniel Day Lewis is a freaking alien, you know. He's it's it, it just like, how are you doing this? You know, how are you pulling this uh, off, making this believable? Yes. Uh, it's just, oh my god, man, this scene just like affects me so much. Just, I don't know, just the way he says, "boy," you know, he's like saying, "I abandoned my child, I abandoned my child, I abandoned my boy." You know, I don't know. It just uh, it. Uh, this movie is so strange. It really is. It's not even. Is it even a movie? <laughs> like, what is it? Yeah. Other than an amazing performance, uh, I mean, 
uh, chiefly. It's a fantastic. I love this movie so much. And yes, this uh, this actually uh, made my short list. Yeah, this, this whole baptism yeah. scene because it's so strange. Not strange, but it's interesting to watch this dominant character right. get hum- humiliated. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely humiliated. Humiliated. Yeah, because yeah, he was first doing it just to appease the priest, like. You know, I got to make good with the town and the and the priest and everything. Yeah, in order like, to I'll get just my do thing that. done. Yeah. But like, I think, do you think he realizes in that moment, like what he d- did to his boy, like he, or is he just broken by the priest? Like what? I think he's broken in, internally um, about the situation immediately. Not, I don't know that he ever feels bad about what he did to that kid. Really, I'm not sure. Yeah, because um, there's, there's no evidence. Yeah, uh, that he. I mean, he might he might deal with it abstractly and maybe feel a little bad, but you know, dealing with him in person, never. I mean, there's that one really where the kid where the son confronts him. He signs a whole bunch of stuff right. saying you never cared about me and I'm gonna live independent of you because you're an awful piece of shit. Right, and it's like yes, yeah. I don't know that, that that's the whole bastard from a basket scene. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. I don't know that that the that Daniel Plainview ever really true. I mean, he was embarrassed in front of other people, but I don't know that if it actually affected him and how he will change his actions going forward. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that was an expression of him changing. I just, I do think that that Paul Dano's character got to him at that moment. Oh, he definitely did. But I think I mean, only, but only in the, the context that he's getting exposed in front of other people. Yeah, but but. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, so it was for a selfish reason that he was right. embarrassed about abandoning his child. Yes. Not that he actually cared about the child. Okay, yeah, yes. I accept that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, yeah. He can't get around the truth, but I still don't care about the son of a bitch. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, just the, the, the delivery of that line. It, I think it was even in the trailers for that movie, and it just was it. Yeah, it would just even it stuck out to me so much. Did you see that one in the theater? I I did not. No, I, I didn't. I, I wish I, I did. Yeah, that's one that would be fantastic in the yeah. theater, especially that opening scene where he's crawling out of that hole. Yeah, definitely. And there's like barely a score in that movie. Paul Thomas Anderson, man, he's it's just noise. It's not a score. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> it's like noise. a violin yeah. off tune. <laughs> and and No Country for Old Men had like zero score at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. and that that movie's always compared to No Country for Old Men because they it came out the same year and they were up against each other for Best Picture. Um, uh, no Country for Old Men had more of a story. It's, yeah, it's Coen Brothers versus again, as we mentioned earlier, this. This movie doesn't really seem yeah, to have it, much of a story at all. It's not, but it's just, uh, again, the creme de la creme of acting. And uh, that's why it's my number one at this moment. Um, yeah, great uh, call. So, so, again, my number five was On the Waterfront. Could have been a contender. Number four, Inglorious Bastards opening scene. Number three, I was stepped over. Fredo, Godfather Part Two. Number two, yeah. Russian Roulette, The Deer Hunter. And number one, I Abandoned My Child. There Will Be Blood. I love your list, Ben. Uh my list, I've got uh, starting with number five, Joe Pesci. I'm funny how? Am I a clown? Do I amuse you? <laughs> uh, number four, 
Robert De Niro and Christopher Walken at the end of Deer Hunter where Christopher Walken blows his face off. <laughs> uh, number three, Javier Bardem with the coin toss and No Country for Old Men. Number two, Heath Ledger in the interrogation scene. Batman, love that. And then number one, Robert De Niro's descent, the final descent, hitting absolute rock bottom in Raging Bull. Great. Final scene. I love your list, too. Great list. It's oh, so, oh, my goodness. These They're are just, great lists. I could, yeah, I can make another list. Like <laughs> These are all great. Uh, yeah. um, did Wait, you, do we have same season any? I don't think, I mean, other, I mean, Deer Hunter was the same movie, yeah. but we actually had two different scenes for that. So yeah, that's great. I'm um, loving this. But uh, did you have honorable mentions? Uh, well, I did have the milkshake and uh, the baptism scene, as you mentioned, that were honorables. Uh, I've also have. Uh, any anything Sam Jackson says in Pulp Fiction? Yeah, uh, and I will rain upon thee with <laughs> furious anger. And of course, I really like. You know, I'm trying real hard. I love. Oh, I that. love that. Yeah, to be the shepherd. Hey, you know, we got Anthony Hopkins. Uh, oh yeah, Silence of the Lambs, the fava bean scene. Yeah, Anthony. Really, Anthony Hopkins. This is sort of like Sam Jackson and anything in Pulp Fiction and. Uh, Anthony Hopkins in any of that. Uh, we also have Martin Sheen. Oh, the Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now. Uh, we got Marlon Brando and Martin Sheen. That whole conversation. Yep. That's in my short list too. You're from o- I'm from Ohio, sir. And, and <laughs> that whole you're nonsense. an errand boy. <laughs> what was it? Gardenias in the Ohio River Valley. Something like that. It takes your mind to this crazy place. Yeah, that, that's where he is, right? And then I have uh, Jack Nicholson everywhere in yeah. every movie he's ever been. <laughs> That's my yeah, scene. definitely. Yeah, uh, I, I had him in the baseball scene for one flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> I love that. You know, The Shining. Just take take your pick as good as it gets. I don't know, whatever. Jack. I'm Nicholson's not gonna hurt amazing. you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying. To, he's looking out for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, something. Oh, we mentioned this along the way. I think in uh, Godfather One, Marlon Brando and Godfather with in the cat scene. That was with the guys asking for the favor, and he's like, "You really haven't been my friend." Yeah. He's just uh, random. Yeah, just casually petting the cat, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like for a long time, I know. I think for like five minutes, yeah. just playing with a little. Well, cat. I think that came about by. Uh, uh, that's actually due to Francis Ford Coppola. Actually, I mean, there was something about the scene that wasn't working, and then he just put the cat in his lap, and then Marlon Brando was just kind of just playing with him as he was talking, like, and it just worked, and it, that really they, they kept it, yeah. Oh um, wow! Yeah, because Mar- Marlon Brando is great with just working with you know what's around him, um, and you'll see that a lot in on the waterfront actually. Um, and uh, see that. thank you for my sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, that was all. Yeah, Francis- is there a cat in that movie? Uh, I'm sure there's one in the background, maybe, but uh, oh, yeah, wow. there's no 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 cat specifically. <laughs> um, wow! So it's just amazing. So he's the. I remember this. He's delivering his lines where he has a cat. In it. No, I went back and watched the YouTube scene of this because I remembered it. The cat is just in his lap, like playing. Yeah, and he's and you're supposed to be scared throwing, of this guy, right? He's throwing his lines out as he's playing with a kitten. Yeah, and the kitten is like all up in his business, right. like the way a person would be. Yeah. Yeah, Should it's be. great. Yeah, I mean that's just the brilliance of Marlon Brando. Like he's just able wow. to like. Yeah, is that like, for real? That's for real. Like, <laughs> well, but I'm just saying, like, do you, I mean, do you believe you think that? Like, he had a way of 
commanding uh, situation in life, in you know, in this instance, a movie where he's doing two things at once. Like, <sighs> I don't. I, you should watch the documentary called um, "This Is Marlin" or so, I forget what it's called, but it was made by his son, I believe. Um, and it's just he used to tape record himself saying things. The, yeah. the guy was out there, like he was cuckoo. <laughs> but at the same okay. time, like he would say cuckoo things that made sense you know like it was one of those things where you're just like captivated by no matter what he says no matter how cuckoo it was you know like he could have been a cult leader i felt like wow like a wall apocalypse now yeah yeah exactly uh yeah maybe not as murderous right so i I definitely (laughs) recommend checking out that documentary i'll um i'll try to send you the name of it this is this is me marlo i forget what it's called anyways but yeah, it's it's yeah, he he had something about him just the way he he spoke and everything. Um, that's amazing. Uh but yeah, anywho. <laughs> so that's uh that was your short list. You got any el- anything else? Uh that's all I have to say. <laughs> that is all I have. <laughs> um all right, uh all right. my short list, uh, I I have the wrestler uh with um, oh, Mickey call. Rourke, the scene where he says, you know, you were, you know, I, I I I should have been there for you basically and you know I'm an old broken down piece of meat you know and I deserve to be alone I just don't want you to hate me and the tear rolls down his eyes another scene I have is from Manchester by the Sea with Michelle Williams oh, when she says stop. you know she just stop. I know uh, seriously stop yeah Michelle Williams Manchester by the Sea <laughs> no, uh, no, another no. scene I have is one I remember just because of um uh YouTube video I was watching of like great acting scenes you know preparing for this episode it was Hell Holbrick in uh, Into the Wild his little oh. scene he has in that, yes, um, that's uh, will break your heart. Uh, Goodwill Hunting, Robert De Niro. Oh, Into the Wild, by the way, is an amazing movie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Robin Williams in uh, Goodwill Hunting. Uh, yep, I mean, the whole there. you know, uh, it's not your fault scene. Everything, the painting scene, everything. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix and the Master. You know, the first interrogation scene in that. Um, oh, did you get around to the master? Yeah, I told you that. Oh, I thought you were. Oh, sorry. I, it's okay. I didn't realize you had seen it yet. So that's that's great. So, what, yeah, anyways. no, no, yeah, it's but, it's it's great. <laughs> well, wait. I remember last time we mentioned it. You said you hadn't quite seen it, and I said, "Yeah, go do it." I don't know, but yeah, no, yeah, I definitely have seen that. So yeah, that Excellent. was that was a great scene, and then. Bizarre, uh, right? Uh, what do you think about whacking off into the ocean? And <laughs> yeah, that, and drinking uh, the gasoline. There's some. Uh, there's uh, weird, weird stuff in there. Yeah, the drink he, he makes for Philip Seymour Hoffman and everything. It's super what weird. What the hell but, is that? Uh, yeah, it's it's super weird. But yeah, that specifically <laughs> okay. that interrogation scene with I I I yeah wanted to include Joaquin Phoenix in my movie, but uh, yeah, good call. Uh, the the Marlon Brando documentary, by the way, is called "Listen to Me, Marlon." Um. Anywho, I'll check that um, out. and then uh, Apocalypse Now. I had that scene as well. So, and then obviously Dark Knight, as I mentioned, and everything like that. So, excellent. Bada bing, bada boom. Hey yo, this was a hard, hard list. Uh, obviously, it's not our final list. It's uh, you know, it could be totally different tomorrow. So, right. I'm sure you all have much better lists than us. Yeah, you'll tell us on Twitter <laughs> at yes, Dave underscore Quist at BC Cord at Blockbuster Cast. Yeah. 
Anywho, Dave, anything right. else? Uh, yeah, um, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and end the show. Uh, right. uh, uh, you can get us stickers at tpublic.com. Just, just end it. And uh, we're going to end the show. <laughs> For Dave, I'm Ben Secord. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. Yeah.